Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend. Yeah, dot com. Okay, so we went and got soup before this. Well, I got the soup. Lima paid for it. He's not a cheap bastard after all. Wedge, well, I don't know. We got to ask Cookie Pie about that. I won't say anymore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And so Lima got, you got chili, and I got the, and you're still eating. What I don't like is you're basically having sex with your chili. I was able to eat my chicken pot pie soup in a reasonable amount of time before the podcast would start, and now you're still eating your chili. What I don't like is you're adding things to it while you're, did you ever do the onions? No. You left the onions out? The onions. Yeah, it'll give you, I'll give you, depending on the amount of onion and your age. How many ways are you doing it right now? Uh, God, I need noodles. You're right. You better finish that right now because once it gets cold, it ain't as good, I'm telling you. It's If fine. you try to reheat it, it ain't as good. I'm going to be a professional now. Uh, let's talk Beef Wellington. Yeah. So we are a show of references, and oh, we references. have dialogue when we're not on the show, yeah. and we try to out-dark each other. Whether it's comedy, whether it's someone's in the news, passed away. I mean, we get Man, really we said some horrific things we, off the air. We do. We get really very, very evil. Things. All of them would that. get us fired. Every single one of them. Yeah, you've been there. Double A's seen it. He probably has a running tally for when he leaves. So, for whatever reason, one of my go-to references that has now become one of Ken's go-to references. Whenever we're talking <laughs> about obscure, I don't remember saying entrees. Beef Wellington before today, though. I feel I like you're just accusing me. I'm the accused here. Well, Beef Wellington became the reference because I've never had Beef Wellington. I thought it looked like Beef Stroganoff, and it doesn't. I love Beef no. Stroganoff. Uh, oh, look beef up, Stroganoff's great. Look up Beef Wellington and tell me what I it is. I know what Beef Wellington looks like now. You have to watch videos on the process, Ken. It's, How do you do it? It, it looks kind of seems tough. like a nightmare to me. Oh, it looks yeah. like one of those, uh, what are they, pumpkin rolls? Correct. But with beef. But oh, with and has, beef. Your, has your wife made Beef Wellington no. before? Look at this. I've look been. at that. Look how good that looks. I've no. been to some French places that... Is that French food, Beef Wellington's French? Because it sounds English. It's, I, yeah. I think it's an English thing. This is like the one good food they make in England. The rest is like liver and Dude, kidney pie. Dude, they showed the concessions at these EPL games, and they look horrific. They really do, do look... they have? Now, I know they'll say, okay, what, uh, hamburgers and hot dogs, or like some of the high school games when I used to Nachos. cover a lot of the high school games, and they, they oh literally God. open up a bag of Doritos and throw in chili yeah. and throw in sour cream. And that's yeah. it. They give the bag to Frito you. pie. Is that what they call it's it? A Frito wa- pie. A walking taco. Walking taco. That's it. There's but another it- thing here. Hold on. There is such a thing 
as the Martinsville Hot Dog. Martinsville Speedway is a speedway in Martinsville, Virginia, really? obviously. That's why they call it And they it have that. a thing called the Martinsville Hot Dog. It's two bucks. Is that a it's tri-oval? Like, it's like an eight-inch-long hot dog, and they put onions and relish and chili on it. It's two bucks, I mean, which sounds, I think I could eat like five. It sounds like it sounds good though. It sounds amazing. It looks amazing. Perfect for you drinking a bunch of. I like a bunch of beer. Can we go the there? And I will just go to concessions. Like, I don't care about the. Rest. I don't want to. hear That's a good point. You know what? Let's do this. If you're listening to this podcast, forget everything else we say. You brought up the high school game. I want look because you know Danny Coglin's the king of this, and I should ask Danny, but. I can't call Danny's cell phone right now, and I can't text Danny because he's not going to text back because he's 83 years old. I need to know local concessions that are not just, here's your hamburger for 2 bucks, here's your hot dog for 150 And your hot cocoa. I, yeah, want, like, I want like, okay, we're in, we're in Shaker Heights. Here's a Shaker Heights hot dog. I want that. So, at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N, at SportsBoyTone. I'm going to tweet it out right now. I don't want to hear about... No more about my stupidity with Martinsville hot dogs or a Dodger dog. or I don't need to hear about Burtman's Ballpark Mustard unless it's at a high school game. It has to be something special like, that, that is definitive or defining of that area. We want the LaGrange pretzel. Like when you're in Orville, what are they doing oh, in popcorn. Orville? Isn't that where Smucker's popcorn? is? Popcorn? It's the Orville Redenbacher, Wait, right? seriously, where's Smucker's? No, you add, the Smucker's is oh, in Orville. Okay. Yeah. Smucker's is in Orville, Ohio. So they put what they do is they give you a hot dog. Then you and then walk they through put, in an assembly line. They put jelly on it. And they just spray you with jelly. Yeah. You get a bratwurst, and then they put grape jelly mm-hmm. on the thing. Like you go through it like it's a car wash, and they go, next. And boom, they say, hey, have an A1 day. And they just dump a bunch of vat of Smuckers on you. What? Different flavors. Of have an A1 day. You forgot to say it. Have an A1 day. Items. What's special? Is there a school that has beef Wellington cut up? Here's your beef Wellington for two fifty. There's got to be. Someone's got to. There's got to be something that's gonna disgust us. Like those EPL games, they're serving some patty of meat with a bunch of peas and gravy. No, they're, and they're calling that. They're calling peas that peas and gravy. It looks disgusting. It looks so disgusting. So it's Call a, out the full diaper, and you can get it for four fifty. So it's a hungry man dinner. The full diaper. You know what? You're right, but I need to have the cherry cobbler. I need to have cherry cobbler okay. in the little. Uh, I, why didn't they make the cherry cobbler bigger? It was the best thing they figured out. The modern marvel of late '80s technology with TV dinners: how to still find a way oh to God. make the cherry crisp or oh, apple right. crisp that crisp because it is. It's now, got a shell casing on the bottom that you pick up and you can't wait to eat. And I'm like, I want a whole pie of this. That is good. The chocolate brownie that comes, and it's inevitably right next to the corn. So there's a little bit of corn in your chocolate brownie. Now, some of the, the some of the brownie is going to singe the roof of your mouth. Yes. But you will have some but corn it's worth in there. It. That's and, lava cake. Oh, you know what? That is, is that the genesis of the, of the That's <laughs> the how lava cake? cake was formed. I'm sorry. I'm trying to look up concession stand items for English Premier League. I'm getting nothing. This sucks. I found it was on Twitter the other day. It was totally on Twitter. Uh, I'm tired. Totally Twitter. Forget it. Totally Twitter. That's All our right. new segment. Welcome into it. Did Ben Roethlisberger officially retire? Huh? You couldn't find a taker. He's not even a guy that you could be like Cam Newton at least. Hey, we'll sell some jerseys. Big Ben goes to any other city. They're not selling jerseys. Nobody's interested about Big Ben. Even if he was good, they'd still be like, uh, someone might buy it. To be ironic. Okay. 
Yeah, that's probably What fine. if I tweeted good riddance to bad rubbish right now? Should I do it? Do it. Do it. And uh, tag Filipponi. Because it is the end of an era. No, because if I tag Pony, I'm going to get it back from Steve. Well, I'm going to get it anyway. Yeah, Big Ben beat us. Here we go. Tweeting. I'm not going to send it to to Pony. I'm just sending it right now. Good riddance to bad rubbish. Boom. Can you believe Big Ben beat us twice this year? Last year, he beat us once. Did he play in the second game? No, that was a Mason Rudolph game. Boy, this seems this is the pettiest thing I've ever said, considering I'm right above Andrew Filipponi's retweet of Bill Cowher. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Steelers on oh, my timeline. It's, funny. it's the Steelers. They're sending out a picture, Bill Cower, and then I wrote, good riddance to bad rubbish. Oh, man. Good. Hell with him. Glad he's done. Get the hell off. My, get out of my life. Done with you. So what's his final record? Uh, if Anthony wants to, if young Anthony wants to search it. What? What is the final record against the Browns of Big Ben? Don't care. Goodbye. Well, no, but you should care because... We have a one and zero record against them in the playoffs. Oh yeah, so to hell with them. Good. Somebody sent to me. I want a hamburger, no a cheeseburger. I want a hot dog. I want a milkshake. <laughs> so we're gonna have to have the um, we're gonna have to have the night of uh, beef Wellington with all of us. So all right. Other than everything else, Ben Roethlisberger thoughts go. Okay, got to talk in about his him. in his prime. In his prime, he was, in my opinion, like I never had fun. And I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers jersey off him for the sake of this argument. For the sake of this discussion, I thought he was one of the more exciting. Not not the first three years, Big Ben, because that guy was total system quarterback, running game defense. Later in his career, he basically refused to run an offense mm-hmm. for 10 years, probably to his detriment. I mean, honestly, he put up great numbers. but to, And he won a lot of games, regular season games. But not something you could reasonably use in the playoffs. Defenses would scheme, and he wasn't always seeing things that well. But, man, when he was shaking off big defensive linemen and running away from them and just hurtling down the field, that football, he would chuck that football seemingly 70 yards in the, in the middle of the air. I thought he was an exciting player good. to watch. I, I, I think, actually, um, no one's going to take me seriously now because of what I tweeted. Yeah. But what the hell with him? Hell with him. I don't care. Um, I've said this point several times, and I'll say it again. I think that he's the most talented of the generation. More talented than Brady, more talented than Mannings, the Mannings, more talented than Luck. I think he's the most talented out of the entire generation. Uh, I think Mahomes, as far as talent, beats him. I think maybe Allen could we'll beat see. him could. by the time it's all yeah, said and done with talent. I've, I've said this a bunch of times before. I think that if he put in the work that Brady did – Brady would have – how many does Brady have now? Seven? Brady would have five Super Bowls. I think he would have had four with New England. I think that Ben Roethlisberger would have four with Pittsburgh. I think that Terry Bradshaw would have had four. I think that the Steelers would have eight Super Bowls altogether. If he put in the work that the other quarterbacks had done, for him to make it – think about this. We started here in 2011, you and I together. Not together on shows, but together. That guy talked about – the end of the road then. I mean, really. Like, there was questions then. That guy made it 18 years in the NFL, taking the punishment that he did, and I think a lot of this was based on his talent. <coughs> I think he was next. Sorry, that uh, <coughs> chicken butt pie. No. 
Because God knows he's like, Ken, you don't want to say this. No, I don't. Should have had the beef Wellington. (laughs) Should have had the chicken in Barberton. So I think that his talent led him over. And still with two Super Bowls, it's a magnificent feat. But not as many as it should have been. But not as many as it should have been. With those teams. With those teams, and he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He is absolutely still a first ballot Hall of Famer. But I think that he would have four Super Bowls. I look back at the season. There was the one season where he lost to New England, and there was another season where I still go back to that that divisional round game against Blake Bortles in Jacksonville, coldest game in Heinz Field history. They had no business losing that football You know who was the OC in Jacksonville? And they put it on Todd all the time, and I get that. No, no, do you know who the OC at Jacksonville was? Oh, I was thinking about – I'm sorry, I thought you meant Pittsburgh because Todd Haley was there. No, Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, my God, that's right. And he got fired the next year. Didn't everybody get fired the next year? Yeah. Eventually. So, I I put it on him. I really do. So – or not on him, but I I think that he would have four Super Bowls – had it not been for that, but so, you know what? In a way, oh, Anthony says Big Ben is twenty nine six and one overall, seventeen and one in Pittsburgh. My God! So in, we all know the one though. Yeah we, do. yeah, we do. So in the in the end, I think in a way, while you just laid out a great case of why fans should kind of be disappointed with him, even though you won two Super Bowls with him, whatever. But you kind of want to be disappointed because how many years of heartbreak in Pittsburgh? Because they're like, how are we losing to these teams in the playoffs? How are we going down to these teams? And they should have gone down to uh, to to AJ McCarron. They should have lost that game too, right? In the rain. Mm-hmm. But that was the Vontez perfect yes. game. Yes. Uh, they had a lot of, they, ha- they had a lot of terrible losses in the playoffs. Tim Tebow, right? Didn't Tim Tebow beat him? Mm-hmm. Yes. But in mile high. So plenty of reasons to disparage him. But also, if you're a slacker, like if you're someone who never put the effort in and just skated on just some know-how or some God-given ability. Like, Drew Brees, every day of his life, was trying to get better to be a football player and trying to figure out how he could play the position. It had to drive Drew Brees crazy that Big Ben would just show up. He would show up out of shape and would laugh, would laugh at any of the notion that, what did you work on this offseason? I just just kind of throw the ball around. Like, that was his offseason every year. He would laugh. Yeah. At all the prep that these other quarterbacks would put in. Mm-hmm. So, I guess there's I mean, something to be said for... Yo, there is something to be said, but that's what makes him a true villain. Like, he didn't live with the burden of but trying to get better every so day. So, he would have done the, what? Oh, the BR on. method. The D- BR7 method. He'd, he'd be in the but, prime but of his career. But this is the case. How do I put this? Well, it's probably not a good example, because I, I like the Browns and I hate the Steelers, and that's the problem. So, I can't say it. Because I want to say I never liked him no matter what. And I want, like, because when Tom Brady first started, I was not a fan of Tom Brady. I thought he had a horseshoe up his ass. And I couldn't, I, I couldn't believe that him and Bill Belichick and the Patriots were doing what they were doing. Then Brady was able to do it for a course of time where eventually, like, you have to respect the talent. And then I turned into a person who loved Tom Brady. I mean, I really love his game. I don't love him personally. I don't know who the hell a guy is. But I respect his game so much that I've become a fan and have adored him. It's the same thing with Peyton Manning, where I liked Peyton Manning from the get-go. But from from then on, you see the preparation, the stories, how 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 much of a savant he was, and then continue to work with football. Ben Roethlisberger is a true heel because you just said it. 
he basically turned a half-ass career because of his talent into two Super Bowls and a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's what he did. And I, ha- But I've said it all the time. I have to respect something in the first place to hate it. If I didn't respect it, I wouldn't care and I, right. wouldn't, I wouldn't talk about it. No, I've, uh, we've worked with somebody who totally disagreed with me on that. Kenny, you was like, I don't respect. I go, yeah, you do. You don't realize you do, but you do. Now, I'm not going to say anything else. He can't defend himself. But I, I think you have to respect something, respect what it's capable of, at least, to to hate something. To really hate something. Because if you if you realize that that person has control over something that affects your happiness, affects your way of life, whatever it might be, then that means you have to respect them. Yeah, think about how many times, how many Sundays. I keep grabbing my keys, and you might be able to hear, and it sounds like we're leaving. I'm sorry. I'm just think, think of messing how, around. Think of how many times, and for me, it was, what year did he get drafted, Big Ben? Oh, 2004. 2004, okay. Four. Think of how Five, many four. years while four. I was in God, grad school, living in Columbus, living in Syracuse, then Parkersburg, and every one of those years, it was just – Oh God, it's a Pittsburgh game. I would dread it. I mean, Kenny, I would because would? because I wasn't living at home, so I would wear my brown stuff to the bars. I know this version of me, you would not believe that, but uh, I was. Why wouldn't al- I believe that? Well, because I because I was a lot more emotional back then. And every game, it would be a Pittsburgh game, and I would go to a place in Syracuse called Tully's, known for their uh, their tenders, their chicken tenders. Were they good? They're probably yeah, just like everywhere else. Yeah, 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 very similar. But in Syracuse, I would go. And I watched as this incredible experience of going to a Browns backers bar turned into who cares? Like it went from a hundred people to seventy people to fifty people to oh hey Tom, hey Chris, we're the last of the Mohicans, huh? And that was a lot of it was because of Big Ben and you know the Browns, the Browns incompetence, obviously. I hate his fat guts. But Kenny, okay, not that much. Kenny, it turned into a chore. To go there and spend money on the Browns and watch Big Ben beat you. Hmm. And you would leave, and back then it was message boards, and you would go on the message boards and you'd be talking about, God, who, who are our offensive coordinators over the years? You would just come up with whatever. And the reality was they had Big Ben yeah. and you had no quarterback. Yeah. And so he beat you. And so some games, he'd let you think you were going to win. But in the end, he would just do whatever he needed to do in the fourth quarter. Some of the games he'd put out of reach in the second quarter. <laughs> the games would be over. But it would be just yeah. hey, Maurice Carthon. Oh, it's his fault. No, they had Big Ben, and, and you had garbage. Yeah, and we had garbage. And it's true. There was a time – I'm still five years younger than you, so I'm a little bit more um, – I am still. I think I'm still a little bit more naive anyway. You're not naive at all anymore, I think. I accuse you of not – yeah, you saw that. Yeah, you and Owen saw that. There you go. Yeah, get that in you. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. <laughs> you guys keep tweeting us. They just we'll keep sending it. It's been like six years, <laughs> and they keep sending it, and I'll never get tired of it. Anywho. Oh, oh, there it is, by the way. Oh, yeah, I called it the full diaper. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. Oh, my Jesus. The steak pie, peas, oh, and gravy. Oh, my God. This is what Big Ben would eat before a playoff game. <laughs> With the beer. He would he would drink the pint of beer. Please retweet that and say that. That is incredible. It's just this thing. Okay, hold on. I'll get to the Ben Roethlisberger. I don't care. No one cares about our memories of Ben Roethlisberger. They hate his guts just like I do. So, 
<laughs> somebody <laughs> sent us <laughs> somebody sent us this picture of what looks like a full diaper and it's what they serve at English Premier League soccer games and it's called steak pie peas gravy peas and gravy is it on top of beef? <laughs> this can't be real. So is These that... are meat pies. Yeah. Look at this thing. Oh, my God. Look at Come this disgusting on. filth. Come on. And look, Holy we know. Geez. See, this is the difference now with with amazing food vendors that they have at all. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. At, at, at Guardians games? It's only 640. Br- Browns with a, games? With a pint of beer. I don't know how much that, that is. that much. 640 is what? I, 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 okay. It's probably like, what, eight bucks in American money? So Not that much. We've been spoiled because... Everywhere you go, I mean, they have a Fahrenheit at uh, at the at the Cavs and Browns games. They have Lago has the Banditos. The, the we're just giving free plugs to all these restaurant tours, but they've got all this great food. And then you go there, and they have that. And I'm guessing EPL games are the most expensive ticket oh. you can ever imagine. Yeah, probably. I can't even fathom what the EPL tickets cost. It's unfathomable because of the high concentration of people that live there and want to go to those games. And it's the biggest sport on yeah. earth. And you're buying that slop? Ugh. Come on. Look at them. Are you looking at the same picture I am? Look at the guy's fingernails. They're very well manicured. <laughs> yeah, they are. You gotta give them that. Uh, this looks disgusting. What is that at the end? It looks like a fish jumped in there. <laughs> Look at that. It looks like a little goldfish jumped so in there, Owen. Gross. And that pool of filth looks like it just looks. It looks like something you left in the toilet. Somebody I'm sorry. Put... This says six. <laughs> <laughs> put the eyeballs on Look it. Look at the a... eyes on that thing. They made a character. Holy on it. God! It looks like it threw it up. That's fantastic. Six forty so... is four dollars seventy nine cents. Here? Yeah. Oh, oh, so it's okay. So it's cost. That's all it costs us is four bucks. Those are, those I mean, are I mean, I'm still not eating it, only for four bucks. That's incredible. If it got down to two dollars, we can't eat it. I'm not eating that. I'm not eating that. <laughs> All right, hold on. You're you're Dude, I get to make chicken for like one thirty nine. I get like eight of those. Can eat it. Wait, and wait, I love those. Wait, you've got you've got intermission. You're so drunk, you've been drinking all morning and right up until game time. <laughs> it's halftime. Your team is down three nil on the pitch. Do you do it then? Do you eat it then? You haven't Why eaten, would I do that? You haven't eaten in seven hours. Your team's getting blasted. Poor goalie play by probably some American. Because that's all they have. Uh, that's all they have are American peas? goalies over there, right? They're what keepers, is with yeah. The peas? They yeah, have I don't peas understand. On everything. What is the infatuation with the peas? What is with peas? I mean, what? Dean peas? But does he? But does Dean? <laughs> but does Dean meat pie? So Gabe, crazy Gabe or psycho Gabe in uh in Ashtabula Senesis. This is no context Brits. And it says you can only save one. It's chips and curry, which <laughs> chips they call fries, right? It's chips and curry, chips and cheesy chips with his fries with cheese over them. Uh, the cheese is not melted, by the way, here. The cheese chips, to mask everything away. Chips and peas and chips and gravy, which if you just put some cheese in the gravy, then you have poutine, right? Oh, which is yeah. a Canadian delicacy. Cheese yeah. curds. They gotta be curds. Yeah, you're trying. Yeah, you you're can't right. just they put nacho curds. cheese poutine in there. Poutine was yeah, big sorry. in Buffalo, or is that the garbage? Well, yeah, Buffalo's big with poutine. What too. about the garbage plate? It's pretty the, close. The biggest thing in Buffalo, besides the wings, is beef on weck. Is what? Beef on weck. It's a sandwich. Okay, what is it? Well, it's some... a beef sandwich, and it's on weck. I'm getting some nasty responses to good riddance to bad rubbish. Well, good. To hell with them. Anywho. But I remember the time I'm a little bit I'm more naive than you will ever be. And one time I'm covering the game. I wasn't covering the game. I had a press pass with the Brown with for the Browns game, right? They're playing the Steelers. 
terrible weather outside. Joe Hayden was playing for the Browns. Antonio Brown wasn't, you know, Antonio Brown yet. And uh, but he was good. Obviously, he was good. And I've told you this story before. I'll tell it really quickly now. Is I think we might have had was it Wheaton? Was it the beginning of Wheaton? Might have been Colt. Might have been Colt. And we're down like seven nothing. And we get a turnover. Ben throws a pick. That's right. Ben throws a pick. We get the ball at the 50. I'm like, great, we're in business. We immediately turn the ball back over. Big Ben, I'm watching Big Ben the whole time. I used to love watching the quarterbacks. That's part of the reason I fell in love with Matt Stafford. I used to love watching the quarterbacks from the box. Big Ben gets up, takes his coat off, walks out to the huddle. Walks. Doesn't run. Walks. Doesn't trot. He walks to the huddle. Gets him out of the huddle. Goes up from the gun. Takes a snap. Lets it rip. Right on Antonio Brown, over Joe Hayden, quarter of the end zone, touchdown. Doesn't say an effing word. Doesn't. I don't even know if he <laughs> high-fived anybody and walked back and put his coat back on and sat down on the bench. That's all he had to do. And I'm like, we are going to lose this game, and I just grew up here, right in front of everybody. <laughs> like, there's, there, there is, because I saw there are differences. Because like, let me bring this up for the Browns. So we're at Browns camp, and I don't think I told you this on air yet. We're at Browns camp this year. Giants are in town. And I wa- there was things I wanted to say about the Giants that I was seeing. And there was a little bit of arrogance because I thought that the Browns were going to be really good. And we all thought the Browns were going to be really good. So there was a little bit of arrogance there. Trust me, there, that's fine because we thought the Browns were going to be great. But there was also things that I was seeing with the Giants going, this is not good. This is really bad. And they are in trouble as a franchise right now. Like just things that I had seen from the Browns overall over the last 10 years if you're bored i'll move on i'm sorry so things that i'd seen from the browns and it's not just running wind sprints after the first practice or anything like that we go to the we go to the the preseason game this preseason game is on the sidelines right and the browns are just outclassing them from the first Mm -hmm. team through the third team that's an eight and nine football team that outclassed the giants in preseason from the first team to the third team and people are going Oh, Joe Judge will be fine. I go unless the unless the owner is completely blind. This team's going to be in trouble, and Joe Woods or Joe Judge is in trouble this year. That has yep. to be the truth. And you see that that there is such there is while games are tight and most spreads don't get over seven, there is such a difference in the haves and have-nots. And part of my memory with the Browns and Giants this year is part of what made the Browns such a disappointment because. The Giants didn't belong to be on the same field. Didn't deserve to be on the same field as the Browns in that day. And really don't enter. Anyway, where the Browns at that time against the Steelers in Big Ben, they did not deserve to be on the same field as them. There is a difference. And the Browns are like here, and they got to take it up another notch. And there's a, there's the difference between 8-9 and nine and 13-5 and five or 13-4 and four is very tight. The difference between four and thirteen and eight nine is a yeah, it is. ocean away. And Ben Roethlisberger, as much as I can't stand him, he taught me that that cold day, and it serves me here years later watching the NFL. So I guess there's one thing I'm, I'm never going to say thankful for. Mm-hmm. There's one. There's a couple things I've learned from, and there's the big one. Also, be be give a good apology if you're going to apologize. Don't just say something on a piece of paper and wing it back in your locker. Like so what he did a a video for they're saying two minutes and sixteen seconds. People are taking that as a quiet dig. 
on the area. Yeah, I don't know. This what is Big Ben like? Will you hear from him? There are certain guys that just went away. Carl Malone just went away from sports. Will Big Ben just go away? He's not gonna do TV. He's got he's not energetic. It's probably something he thinks he could do too. I could see Big Ben being delusional. Why the hell like, would he do a two minute and sixteen second video? Yeah, yeah. Well, I got to keep it 216, not 215, not 217. It's got to be 216. Well, he is. He did say that he is splitting time now that he's retired. He'll live half the year in Pittsburgh and the rest of the half in Ken's head. Okay, he can blow it out his ass, and so can you for that comment. Are we almost done here? I No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, I, got, I, I think of all those Steeler teams throughout the years, because he had so many. That was... The one thing you're about- lucky you're playing the Bengals this week, and I'd hope you lose, but I can't hope for you lose. Oh, I was gonna say that. So the point Don't spread here don't need your hope. The point spread of that game is seven. Well, we'll wait until you're on your deathbed. We'll see if you want my prayers or not. Uh-huh. How do you I'll feel you about that year. seven? How do you feel about that seven points? Because we saw the Bengals could not protect Joe Burrow last week at all. They haven't been able to protect him all year, but it was eleven or so hits on the quarterback. Two of them came you- after. But you know what totally slipped? It slipped my mind, and I think it slipped a lot of people's minds. The Bengals beat the Chiefs like three weeks ago. Yeah. Four weeks ago to make the playoffs. you think that playoffs. means anything? I don't. I just, you look at the way that the two teams have played, and not the Bengals have played bad, but that offensive line was They're atrocious. embarrassing. They're letting guys come up scot-free right up the middle. It's incredible how bad their offensive line is. So it's a seven-point spread what would Burrow truly have to do to keep that game close? I want to know from fans tomorrow. Because I kind of think it's going to be a blowout. I do. You think that it's going to be a blowout yeah. on the side of the Chiefs? Yeah. They're going to blow them out? Yeah, it's just are. the it's way that City. the Bengals are young, and it's like, hey, they've achieved. They've now, made it. Now, I was worried about them being happy to be there when I saw the celebration after the wild card. Well, they put that crap to bed. And it's kind of like the Chiefs did. against. It was that playoff run that they had the first year that they made the AFC Championship game. But then it got to Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, and it was like, good job, young guys. You'll be here one day, but you ain't getting oh, it yeah. today. Yeah. I already forgot I they remember. beat Tennessee last week. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who they beating? Oh, they beat Tennessee. Boy, te- Tennessee. It was a great game. Tennessee, their entire fan base is done with Tannehill. Yep. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts fan base is done with Carson Wentz after one year. In which he was rehabilitated, right? Man, I, I said what I said about Kirk Cousins, and I the Vikings tell you, are done with Kirk Cousins. A lot of people from Minnesota were like, "Dude, he's cooked." No, now the 49ers, you don't want him. They were telling like, "You don't want him." Like those are Vikings okay, fans. The 49ers fans do like Jimmy G. They don't think he's they don't think he's great. No, they're they're they they are waiting for the shoe to drop so they can blame him. So so if Jimmy G goes out there this week, if he throws two interceptions and they lose, all right. That's it. This was great. Thank you, Jimmy G. You got us to two NFC Championship games, a Super Bowl, and you won a whole lot of games. But let's see the rookie with yeah, all the talent. Yeah. Well, they'll do that next year. All the reports say that they play on much. I mean, who knows? Kyle Shanahan ain't saying nothing to nobody. What? So what the they traded up for Now, him, you know right? he yeah. likes Cousins. He wanted Cousins a few years ago. He wanted Cousins. And so Jimmy G has worked out. What if Jimmy G goes to the Super Bowl? I know they gave up a first-round pick for him, but if they're in the Super Bowl with Jimmy G – What's it matter? Like, I, I don't want to do – like, if I were Kyle Shanahan, I'll give him this credit. If I were Kyle Shanahan, i go, I don't give a I don't give a bleep about first-round picks if I'm still going to the Super Bowl. Like, I'm still going to the place I need with that guy. Like, I could have used – they could have used a first-round pick that, on another position to help Jimmy. That's right. But if, like, if, but if like say Jimmy was better than what he is, right? Say, uh, oh, and I know you want to argue with me on this, and I'll let you. But, like, say Jimmy just went out and he was like Drew Brees and had that year. 
I think Kyle Shannon would be like, yeah, all right, well, maybe maybe Trey Lance is for sale. Maybe I know Shanahan offer. wasn't there, but think of the organization historically. They had yeah. Joe Montana, and they went to Steve Young, and it worked out for him. They they had Not that one year. Remember that one year, yeah. Bill, Bill Walsh was saying, like, "We have I a mean, competition." It was it was ugly. Kaepernick took him to a Super Bowl, and regardless of his off the field, you know his his activism that that was over in two years. Yeah, they were done with that. That it just feels like that franchise is like, you know what? Thanks, Jimmy, but yeah. we've got another plan in mind. Yeah. By the way, I should say. Um, I think that that was only half the year. Then they picked Joe Montana, and they I think they made a deep run. Might have went to a Super Bowl that year. Either way, uh, yeah, things started off pretty ugly because he, he tried to do, like, we're having a competition. This is an open co- – it was like a controversy. Like, he might have used the term controversy. Um, but I, I, I think that – you know, th- I don't. I just don't want to get stuck in the draft, draft value land because mm-hmm. picks are valuable. They are valuable. But when it comes to the ultimate most important position, like you kind of almost roped me into it today. And I had to like stop myself because I was ready to fight. And I realized, obviously fight on air, not actual getting a fist fight with you. But I was ready for a fight and I had to go, no, I don't care. If if you really believed in Kirk Cousins that much of all people, a first round pick does not, ma- not matter to me. I'm not going to stand between the Cleveland in a, Browns in a draft, and Aaron Rodgers. Hold on, in a draft where you are you don't have a quarterback that you'd want to And in a draft where you don't have wide receivers and there's good wide receivers coming out. I don't give a bleep. I'm not going to let first-round picks stand between me and an elite quarterback. I don't think Kirk Cousins is elite. I don't think Derek Carr is elite. I like Derek Carr much more than I like Kirk Cousins. But I, that's not going to stop me. The pick argument is not going to stop me. The money that's paid to Kirk Cousins would not stop me. The money that's paid to Aaron Rodgers, anything, that doesn't matter to me. I don't give a bleep, and I wish I could say the word, and I would if we were not on air. I can't give less of a F about any of that stuff because we know how good a quarterback can be for a certain football team, and nobody gives a damn. I don't care about picks. I don't care about all that other stuff. doesn't matter. So we can have an argument. Is Aaron Rodgers good enough to get us here? Is Aaron Rodgers going to be good enough to get us uh, to go long enough to get us in that place multiple times with the talent that we have? I will have those conversations about him and other quarterbacks. But draft picks to me, draft picks are good ideas. I have something tangible right here. It's the same thing. As long I don't as care. It's the right guy, and you're not giving up multiple yeah. first rounders because you are NFL more than any other sport. You got to have those first round picks yep. because you retool. High-end contract, free agent contracts yeah. with young guys that's, who don't cost you anything. That's fair. Yes, absolutely true. And I would say, like, if Jimmy Garoppolo were that good this year, if he were playing that well, which he's been a little up and down, but he can run the offense and, and do a good job. And he's come out on the other side all right, even with the injuries. If he were that good, if I were Kyle Shannon, I don't need to start this other guy just because I spent a first-round pick on him. It's the same thing with Jordan Love. Jordan Love doesn't look ready at all. I don't need to spend – I don't need to play this guy just because I spent a first-round pick. Hell no, I don't need to do any of that Not half, halfway through the year, you remember, Jimmy was battling those injuries, was not playing all that well. They went with Trey Lance, and they basically told Jimmy G, uh, get your ass back here. Yeah. And they, they were supposed to miss the playoffs. I mean, yeah. at that point, things were kind of spiraling. Again, like every year, San Francisco has more injuries than any team ever, every single and, year. And that's a feather in the cap, by the way, for Jimmy Garoppolo you need to use on this podcast and on air. He's been a professional. He's really been a professional. And And – you know, this is going to be a knock on Baker, and I don't give a damn. I'm sorry. Is that you got guys you have to lead, and you have to be above 
goofballs on the radio like myself and Anthony, and, and obviously I know that they got into it with Dustin. You got to figure that guys on the radio are guys on the radio and you can't control them and just call them goofs and move on. You can't concern yourself with radio people. You can't concern yourself with that stuff. Like, if Derek Carr just listened to the media, they would have been a six-win football team in Las Vegas this year. I need leadership here. And that's part of the reason we're like, Jimmy Garoppolo is a notch ahead. That's why Derek Carr is a notch ahead. You got guys showing off guns on Instagram for crying out loud and getting cut. I mean, big picks getting cut. Your coach is getting fired. Everybody knows your general manager is a lame duck. And you got Rich Basaccio, which nobody really thought was any God's gift to coaching. I know he'd had I know he'd had head coaching interviews before, and you lead that team to the playoffs. That was a hell of an accomplishment. I need this team needs real leadership there, and I think there's been a lot of chest thumping, but I think it's been really hollow, and that's one of my problems I do have with Baker, because there's something he's saying to them that is going through one ear and out the other. You can't deny that. Isn't it amazing that something that clearly causes stress in his life or something that is another thing for consideration in a negative? Is also something that he's not from Cleveland. He, if he never listened to the radio, if he never checked Twitter mentions, he would actually never know what people are saying about him on the radio. And How would he know? He wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. Which means he wouldn't care. Or, or there's a but possibility. But you've also got to have your circle out of and, those things, But this too. is also another thing. He needs to, if people are telling him, People only remember the bad stuff. Like, there was a former Browns assistant who had a very awkward run-in with a member of the media because of something that his family member heard that one member of the media did not say about that person on the air. And it was really, it got very ugly very quickly. And that person did not say, and it's not me and it's not Tone, that person did not say anything near what that guy was told by his family member, what this host said. If you have people telling you all the bad stuff, you're in a bad spot. I told you that one time, Craig Robertson stared me down. I thought Craig Robertson was going to kill me. And it turned out he was told I said something that wasn't by me. It was by another host here of adequate size. How about that? That's something that kind of scares me about Baker. And you just and I'm talking about leadership here. We do this for shelf life of coaches like Mike, Sh- uh, Mike Zimmer. At some point, Mike Zimmer's voice... Kind of goes deaf with the players. We're going on year five with Baker. He's been talking big boy leader stuff. Miles Garrett's been there five years. Nick Chubb's been there four years. Wyatt Teller's been there a couple years. They're buddies. Joel Batonio's been there longer. Some of those guys on defense, Denzel Ward's been there just as long as he has. Like, if if there's a shelf life on coaches' messages on leadership, why wouldn't there be a shelf life on a quarterback's message on leadership? That scares me, and it should scare Browns fans. We're brought to you by Extend, XTNDAV.com. Is that it? That's it. Do you have any any cliffhanger for anybody today? No, not today. You won't believe how much more enjoyable I think 2016. No, no, I can't do that. What can I do? Is there any cliffhanger at all? Uh, I did have one. It was one of my observations. I had three of them. Now, we left the last podcast with the with the Nick Chubb one. Oh, that's right. But, oh, we got a general one in there I got to write down, too, for tomorrow. But uh, I do have another one. What if Evan McPherson misses a game-winning kick this weekend against Kansas City? We're talking about it on the show tomorrow. I should probably just end it. See, I don't know how, I don't know how to end it. Please do this for me. Do you, how, you just, end it right. You just turn it off. Oh, okay, bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 